When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What I said, you, you're, you're playing a game with me. Oh, ho, ho, ho. No, she's not. Uh-uh. She done got on to the question. Yeah. And I'll show you how. And we'll break down, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, we'll do that. We got all kinds of stuff to do. It's 507, and uh, welcome to Funke. Funke, Red Friday, Treyware here, KTSA, with Don and Chris and Elaine. And I don't want to. I just don't want to, but I got to, so I'm going to. Okay? You don't want to what? I don't want to talk about Ukraine. I don't want to talk about Vladimir Putin. I don't want to talk about chemical warfare. I don't want to talk about food shortages. I don't want to talk about the Border Patrol. I don't want to talk about Trump suing Hillary. I don't want to talk about Biden saying he's very fortunate he's going to face Trump in 2024. I don't want to talk about all that. I just want to do whatever. You know, <laughs> it's Friday. Yeah. Come on. Oh, you know, maybe a little later on. <sighs> I got to talk about this. This is the news, right? Well, it's important. I got to stay within my. I try to tell everybody, you stay in your lane, right? Stay in your lane. Can you imagine turning on Bob Webster tomorrow morning and him talking about finance? Can you imagine turning on Dave Ramsey this afternoon and him talking about gardening? No. So I got to stay in my lane, talk about the news. Right. But I'd rather just jack around. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to jack around because I'm taking Monday off. All right? right. And I done decided, fellas and lady, I done decided that this time I'm actually going to take a day <laughs> instead of work. Uh, yeah. With all with Sean being off so much and having to do all that cover, I didn't take any time off. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm out of time. And so I got to do some. Well, no, I'm not out of time. I got a bunch of time. That's the problem. I'm out of time yeah. to use my bunch sure. of time. So I'm going to take Monday. Does that make any sense? It does make sense. Okay. So I'm going to take Monday. A, 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 a load of vacation time <laughs> boy, that you have to use. Boy, do I. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, I'm not going to be able to use it all, but that's okay. That's, that's fine. I, I never get around to using it all. But Monday, I'm going to. I'm going to split on out of here. So this weekend, uh, Chris asked me if I was going to go water my favorite tree. Oh, yes, sir. So that's your plan? That is the plan. It's going to be beautiful, too. Oh, man. Great you, weather all Weather? Week. Perfect. Can you believe this? What does this say here? 88 today, 89 tomorrow, 85 on Sunday in full sunshine. Yeah, awesome. So That's exactly what we want. I haven't fired up the pool because under Joe Biden's uh, economy, it takes $10 million to heat the pool now. Yeah, you know, just wait for it to happen naturally. Yeah, but pretty much. So, uh, if I you know, wait for it to happen naturally, I don't mean going in there and peeing in the pool to no, water. No, no. <laughs> Have beans the night before. Yeah, it's no. disgusting. What the no. hell is wrong with you, Trey? <laughs> well, sometimes I'm just. Come on too... over, Cap. Go for a swim. No. <laughs> I've I know how you, yeah, I know you warm the water up. It ain't going to happen. Sometimes I'm just too lazy to get out. <laughs> no, it's not a yellow tint. <laughs> Okay, all right, before I get into heavy stuff, I'll tell you, Jimmy Kimmel, who's, uh, you know, politically, he's a nut job, but when he used to do that other show before he took over, what's the show you're doing, Tonight Show? 
Whatever. No, no, it's, 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 it's just uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy, show. Jimmy Kimmel show. Before he was doing that, he was doing some other show, the Man Show. No, that wasn't that wasn't him. Whatever that show was. But anyway, doing the Jimmy. I think that was him on Comedy Central. Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's here's the real quick funny story, and then I'll, I promise I'm going to get into the heavy news. So he uh, is he's got a lifeguard guy, right? And they're doing like this candid shot around the pool, the hidden camera thing, right? right. Nobody knows the cameras are there, and everybody's playing in the pool, and everybody's soaking up the sun, and great music's playing, and the lifeguard is up in the little lifeguard tower he picks up the bullhorn he says everybody out of the pool the lifeguard has to go to the bathroom and so everybody's like getting out of the pool and this is all hidden camera so you know everybody's like oh, okay all right they get out of the pool because they're thinking the lifeguard's going to walk over to the building back there where the concession stand is and the restroom and use it no he climbs down into the pool <laughs> 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 and everybody is watching the lifeguard stand there with this relieved look on his face in the middle of the pool. And then he jumps up and down a little bit to shake. <laughs> he turns around and climbs back in the lifeguard tower. And everybody's looking at him like their mouths are up like, oh, my God. And they, he picks up the bullhorn and goes, Okay, everybody back in the pool. <laughs> Nobody. To, no, there were no nope. takers. All right. Thank you. That was good. I feel better now. Okay, that's good. Now I can talk about chemical warfare. <laughs> <laughs> like you're peeing in the pool isn't enough. God. That's All chemical right. warfare right there. There it is. Good All Lord. right. So, Joe Biden said yesterday Vladimir Putin using chemical weapons would trigger a response from NATO. Here's your pretext for U.S. getting into the war. I told you. I've been talking about this for a long time. They're, they're setting up the pretext for the United States to enter into this thing legitimately. We are in it behind the scenes. I told you yesterday Green Beret is there, right? Told you CIA is there. I told you these guys have been oper- our guys have been operating in Ukraine now for decades. Not just a little bit of time, decades. And this president is one of the guys that's been behind uh, working with George Soros, causing a bunch of corruption, causing a bunch of upheaval in Ukraine. Go back and study it for yourself. Uh, Learn what's actually been going on in Ukraine for many decades, headed up by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and uh, the, 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 the list goes on and on and all these people. So... They have largely been able to hold off Vladimir Putin and uh, what he's been trying to do there uh, because of our involvement. Now, Joe Biden gives the pretext for us to legitimately get in yesterday. If he uses chemical weapons, it would trigger a response in kind. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. Whether or not you're asking NATO should cross, we would make that decision at that time. Blotted, blotted. Here it is. Listen to this. And to clarify on chemical weapons, could if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response? You're asking whether NATO would cross. We'd make that decision at the time. Okay. So there's your pretext right there. Now, if chemical weapons are used, remember, two weeks ago, we played it on the show. I made a big deal out of it because I knew this was coming. Do you remember two weeks ago when the undersecretary was testifying before Marco Rubio's committee? about the various chemical plants. And what did Senator Marco Rubio say to her? In case you don't remember, and I played it over and over again. Ma'am, are you clear that if there are chemical weapons used in Ukraine, 
that it would be Vladimir Putin. You you have a 100% surety on it being Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin would use that, right? Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that if chemical weapons are used there, it's Vladimir Putin. Okay. So here we are two weeks later. President says we will respond to chemical weapons. Okay. All right. You, you just got to kind of take the big picture of these things instead of living day by day and see how this is all fitting into their global strategy. And I'm going to ask the question one more time. And I'm not picking a side. I'm asking a question. And I'll take your calls as well. Has Biden or anybody else in this administration sufficiently explained U.S. national interest in picking sides in this war? I'm just asking. Have they? Has our national interest or have our natural national interests been articulated in picking sides? Our United States national interests, have they been articulated? Can you articulate what our national... Remember a couple of weeks ago, I said, is this our war? And we had a long morning conversation. I asked the question, is this our war? And many people called up and said, yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to kill all those people. I understand. No, he shouldn't be allowed to kill all those people. That's correct. But does that make it our war? In other words, one more time, the question, has Biden or anybody else in this administration, or anybody else, period, sufficiently explain U.S. national interests in picking sides in this war? I'm just curious. <clears throat> Maybe they have. 210-599-5555. Joe Biden also yesterday backed me up on something. Thank you, Joe. He said there will be real food shortages following these sanctions. There will be real food shortages coming. Here it is. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Okay, so food shortages are coming. Now, what have I been telling you about our border? Our border is completely open, and as of yesterday, became even more open. I've got breaking news concerning what's happening at our border right now. But I've said over and over again, we got 200,000 folks a month coming here from all around the globe. It's not just Mexico. It's not just South America. All over the globe, you got 200,000 a month coming, month after month after month after month. And I've been saying over and over again, if you think that's bad, wait until it's 200,000 a week or 200,000 a day. And a lot of people go, oh, no, that ain't going to happen. And I keep telling you, there's going to be a worldwide food shortage, not just because of the Ukrainian war, folks. The worldwide food shortage has been planned, and it's been on its way. And that's why a computer nerd by the name of Bill Gates went out and bought up all the farmland in America. That's why. He, wh why would the, the guy who invented Windows on your computer become Farmer Brown all of a sudden? <laughs> Do you think he likes pigs that much? <laughs> Do you think he likes pulling up the beans that much? <laughs> no. No. The worldwide food shortage is part of the Great Reset. Read about the Great Reset. It is coming. And when it hits the, the poorer nations of Africa and Haiti and the Middle East and places like that, they're coming down here and they're coming across our border at about a million, maybe more, per month. 
and it's going to happen this summer and this fall. Food shortages are definitely coming. You see why I wanted to talk about the pool? <laughs> you see? That's why. But, I mean, we got to talk about the news stuff. So we got we have more about that. I'll, I'll explain the border situation and why it became even more open this week. i got a special guest coming up 535, everybody. Uh, Tejano King of Tejano Radio is uh, back on the air in San Antonio. He's going to join me right after Don's news. There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Step one there in the setup for the pretext for our entering the war. Step two was yesterday with Joe Biden saying, if it happens, we're doing it. We're going in. All right, so what's step number three going to be? Numero tres, we'll find out. Man, see, if, if any song is really, if it if any song exemplifies Funky Friday, it's right there. Just working on a backstroke, man. That's a good thing to do. All right, so, uh, five, but I can't reach my back, so I need somebody to do that for me. Uh, 523, KTSA, uh, <laughs> he's pointing at you, Chris. No, Elaine, that's you. No, nobody wants to, nobody wants to stroke my back. What's wrong with all you guys? Y'all are paid well, handsomely taken care of. I don't understand why you won't stroke my back. Oh, yeah, well, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, we are going to talk food drive this morning, aren't we? we got a guest on. Okay, because uh, we're wrapping up the food drive, so we've got a guest on this morning. All right, so I mentioned earlier that the border is more open than ever before. Check this out. You didn't know this. This is not something you heard. You, you're going to hear it from me. Agents for the Border Patrol have been removed from their regular duties, Eagle Pass. Remember the, all the people under the bridge in Eagle Pass? They have been removed from their regular duties and relegated exclusively to processing, which means filling out paperwork, and caring for thousands of migrants detained at temporary holding facilities in the region. We have no one patrolling the border. The agents under Joe Biden, his orders, when I say him, you know, I'm talking about the administration, get those agents off patrolling the border, trying to keep people out and uh, put them on paperwork. Where they, you know, they're glorified paper pushers now. How do we find this out? Don't laugh because it's sadly funny. bunch of illegal immigrants showed up this week, came across the border, and they showed up this week, and they were all over Eagle Pass looking for Border Patrol agents to turn themselves into. And they couldn't find any because that's what they do. Back in the day, they would come across as illegal immigrants, and, and, and they would run, right? try to hide. They still do that. Some, some still do that. But they would run and try to hide. Yeah, they were criminals. Now, when they cross, because Joe Biden gives them food and shelter and money and and, and puts their kids in school and everything, they come across and they find an agent. They go, I'm here illegally. And we take them and we we process them. And then we turn them loose in the streets of America. We fly them to whatever city they want to go to. We bus them to whatever city they want to go to. That's what Joe Biden is doing right now, repopulating, resettling the United States of America. And so this week, a bunch of people came across the border and they're walking around Eagle Pass. I know I said it's it's sadly funny, right? Maddingly funny. They're walking around going, who do I turn myself into? There's no agents anymore. Well, the agents are in the office processing the paperwork and changing diapers. 
thousands of hours, billions of dollars in training and equipment. And Joe Biden puts them on a desk with a pencil in their hand. What's your name? Come on, say, um, where did you come from? Bienvenidos. So um, now a Department of Homeland Security source saying the level of overcrowding in the Border Patrol facilities is crippling the agency's ability to respond to citizen calls. The border is wide open. So citizens in our cities are calling Homeland Security saying, my God, there's people everywhere, people everywhere. And they're going, we know, but we can't do anything about it. We don't have any agents to do anything about it. And here's the evil twist to all of this. Do you know that our Border Patrol agents for months and months and months have been acting as lifesavers? I can show you video after video after video because I have all kinds of friends on the border who send these videos to me of our agents saving the lives of men, women, and children who are about to drown in the Rio Grande. And they are there pulling these people out of the water. Well, guess what? Drownings are up. There were 10, at least 10 drownings have been reported the first two weeks of March. Why? Because our guys are not out there to pluck these people out of the water anymore, which is what we have been doing. They have been going into the water, trying to get into the United States. Our guys, they, they get in trouble in the swift currents. And our guys come along and pluck them out of the water. Well, our guys aren't there to pluck them out of the water. The border's wide open, folks. And I've been telling you, when the food crisis hits, again, if you think 200000 a month is a lot, you haven't seen anything yet. Going to be a whole bunch of hungry people right here in old San Antonio. 50 KTSA and FM 1071. So, Don, there was about a 10-year period of time that my dad left here from like 73 to 83 and he was co-host on probably the most popular morning show that ever hit san antonio is ricky and judd show big huge monster and it was on a station called kbuc kbuc at 107.5 fm and when i started my career at about 10 years old it was on 107.5 fm kbuc playing country music and I started like everybody else starts, you know, midnight to six on Saturday night, Sunday morning. And then I, yeah. whatever, like you were telling me earlier, you know, whatever, you know, I'll do whatever, you know, grab me and put me on. So one of the guys get drunk, can't make it, boom, I'm there, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's how I, I every, we all start that way. Yeah. Except I was just 10. <laughs> you know, when it started for me. <laughs> but it was at 107.5 FM. And so, uh, most recently, I, I, I have no idea what they're doing over there now at 107.5. I, I, I don't have a clue. But there was a period of time, a long period of time, when the king of Tejano Radio was doing the morning show over there. And it was a monster. Nobody could touch the ratings, and nobody could touch the um, popularity of this guy. He would go somewhere. And you remember the old 50s and 60s when Ricky Ware Bruce Hathaway would show up? And it'd be like Elvis showed up. Yeah. And just thousands of people just show up, man. Dude, oh, I, want, I want the autograph. I want the this guy would show up, yep. and the same thing would happen. People would come out of the woodwork, like like Alberto was. 
Yeah. On Artenio, when Alberto would show up somewhere, same thing. Everybody just come out. We're, you know, thousands of people show up. Johnny Ramirez is who I'm talking about. I, I cut off a lock of his hair earlier this morning. <laughs> you cut, he said he cut off a lock of your hair. Good. We'll tape, we'll tape it to the top of your head. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> we'll tape it to your head. He's got, he's got plenty, and I need that's a little funny. more. So, Johnny. Yes, sir. Is back on Tejano Radio. Tejano Radio is back in San Antonio, Yes, man. sir. Oh, yes, sir. Fine. Good. Yeah. Great. How have you been? I, I've been well, and uh, I see you're doing well. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the the one the two things we have in common is our love and passion for a radio, yeah. and b Harley Davidson motorcycles, yeah. baby. Yeah, because you're at Havelina mm-hmm. and happen at Havelina. Yeah. You know, ever since the one hundred seven five thing mm-hmm. closed down, you you went over there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I've always said that I'm, I've got ten percent talent and ninety percent luck. I was lucky enough, and, and uh, I got the gig when I got the gig, and and uh, everything just was blowing up. Um, well, that might be true, but you made you made something of it too. That that show was unbelievable. It, it was it was a good show. We had a good time. We used to sit there and watch yeah. the ratings and say, "Look at what they're doing over yeah. there with the yeah. ratings, man!" Everybody listened to that show, yeah. and and it's because you did. Now, it wasn't just your your personality is amazing, and the team you had around you was amazing. You're doing the same thing over here now. We're 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 you know what? We're starting off on the on the same path. Yeah, you're building um, it. You're yeah, building we're it. building it. Yeah, uh, one brick at a time, and yeah. one Tejano head at a time but we're having a good time and I'm blessed to, and I'm really excited about the fact that this company Alpha Media has taken it upon themselves to bring Tejano back into a city where I feel that the music is very important to this community. It's everything. It's it's a part of us as Mexican Americans whether you're first, third, second generation, doesn't matter. Or as I say, don't make no liase. Yeah. Because it's a very important it's part of our culture. Well, but, but you know, I'm, I'm not a Mexican-American. I'm married to one, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, myself, I'm, I'm pure Irish, but I'm pure San Antonio. Well, Pyoto, you know. Pyoto San Antonio. So, you put a little Irish and a little hot sauce and, say, baby, you, go. you got a great relationship. And I love Tejano. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we, I, my wife and I vacation to Mexico quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, hey, man, I tear up a cumbia. You you watch me. You I'll, I'll be in there one day and I'll tear it really? up. Really? Yeah. So you can, you can tear Tear up the rug with a good cumbia. Watch me. Okay. All right. All <laughs> right. So, I may have, I'm going to pay for that. You guys need to tell me when he's going to cut a rug with a cumbia, and I'll pay. I'll pay 20 bucks to see that at the door. So tell me, you know, what time is the show now? Uh, we start off at 6 o'clock, but okay. I come in here and take care of some early stuff. Sure. And, and I've got other commitments. Uh, so, so I take care of that, and then, you know, I start blowing and going at 6 o'clock, and we mix it up. and. And just have fun. And talk to the people. Yes, sir. You mm-hmm. know, you open the phones. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Hey, just just like the old days. Yeah. And, and uh, we just feel that, that it's important that, that we be represented, not just among the community, which we are, but uh, on the radio station with our music. Because like I said, it's 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 part of our tradition. It's part of our culture. Every time I hear Emilio on the radio, yeah. I, I see myself with an ice-cold beer in one hand Seriously. and uh, a fajita taco in the other, sitting in the backyard with you know grandma, grandpa, uh, the uncles. See, you went through all that, right? You, yes, went through, you went through the whole Emilio rise yeah. to superstardom with yes, Rom and mm-hmm. everybody else involved in that. Mm-hmm. Little Joe. You yes, were, you're, in fact, did, did you have Little Joe on the Little other day? Joe was here last, last Son Friday. Son of a gun. Yeah, he was here because uh, he was here to promote the uh, Cesar Chavez march that takes place yeah. on the 26th this weekend, and then he's back on the 31st to kind of kick off Fiesta with a big celebration. And you talk about somebody that don't care what anybody thinks about him; yeah. he's gonna he's gonna speak his mind. 
And uh, with his music, I've always said that, for me, Little Joe was like our guiding light. You know, Mexican-American kid growing up uh, in an Anglo society, and we didn't know what to do, how to behave, how to react. And he pretty much guided us through all of it with his music. And so it's been a cool part of of working Tejano, the fact that I got to meet one of my, you know, one of my idols, so many of my idols, but Little Joe, obviously the number one. The, the music is so appealing, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't go anywhere in San Antonio, like, you know, if you're going to go down to the Riverwalk or whatever, as a, as a visitor, I guess, you might be from New York or Boston or whatever. You come here, you're going to hear Tejano somewhere. Yes, sir. And it was just incredible to me that it wasn't represented on the air. Well, and, and again, you know? it's shortcomings of some people that are in charge. Of, and, and look, honestly, I've always told people uh, on the radio, look, you have to support the radio station. You have to support the artists. And in radio, when it comes to corporations, let's be honest, it's all about the money. Well, sure. You know? And it's about the ratings. And I keep telling people two things are important. Ratings equal revenue. Revenue equals ratings. Those things are, are, are good with the company, and the company's good. They're not going to touch your format. Yeah. But unfortunately, things happen. Uh, people that are not as passionate about the music, about the format, because they're not from Texas, uh, take over a, a big you know, big part of a company here in San Antonio, and and they just kind of push it aside because they they're focused on other things. So, uh. what you're going to find the longer that you're here, right? And I'm I'm coming up on forty years here. We were talking wow. about that off the air, but but <laughs> what you're going to find? So you're fifty because you started at ten. That's exactly right. Right. You got exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good you're mathematician. You're good at that. Yeah. You, you went to where? What school? <laughs> where, where did you go to school? I'm originally from a little town in South Texas, McAllen. McAllen, so, yeah, absolutely. Mac High Bulldog. Well, so you and Lance have a lot in common. Our, mm-hmm. our head well, guy here. That's funny. You should say that Lance, who is the general manager here. Uh, I actually interned for him when I was uh, when I was going to what I call Tamale Tech, which is a UT Pan Am. Yeah. Uh, I went to school there, and I actually got to intern for Lance. So uh, I remember him, and no disrespect, Lance, but you had a whole lot of hair back then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what you—it's true. What you'll find though is he and Greg and all those guys—they love the product, right? The, and yes, so they—they they will protect and defend that product. Yeah. If you're putting out a good product, they'll much, stand with you. Much like he protects talk radio because he's yeah. got a passion for talk radio. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. he does. Okay, so let's talk about our—it's at ninety-five-seven, right? Yes, sir. Ninety-five point seven on the FM dial. And in case you want to call me, it's a four seven zero fifty-five thirty-nine. So hit us up. We we love to talk to people. And I I just. I want to I want to let people know that that we're here that we're live. I, I'll answer the phone if you give me a hard time. Fine. If you tell me I suck, well, you know, some people <laughs> everybody's entitled so, to their own opinion. I get it every day, and that's yeah. fine. But that's what yeah. it makes. Okay, four seven zero what. Fifty-five thirty-nine, five-five thirty-nine. So at six o'clock, everybody call Johnny and uh, and welcome him back to the air in San Antonio. Uh, the other passion that we both share is motorcycles. You yes, sir. That. I'm going to spend yeah. a weekend. Mm-hmm. Last time I took some time off, I worked around the house. This time I'm going to ride. That's right. what's going to happen. You and I are going to get together and do some riding, maybe some charity rides and stuff you know, like that. You, We're you trying to plan this that. game. We, we met each other you know, going into the men's room, and, and you said, we need to do a ride for charity. That's our. Off, that's my office. Yeah. It oh, says, is that your it office? It says men on the door, but that's actually oh. my office. Yeah. Well, yeah. funny you should say that. I think at Rosedale Park I have a urinal named after me, so I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, as long I, as there's not a picture of you there. No, there isn't, thank God. <laughs> Aim here, no, there isn't right, a picture yeah. of me there. But, you know, yeah, I'm all about charity, and, and you know, the Children's Hospital of San Antonio is, is my go-to charity, and I love That's doing stuff one. with the food bank yeah. and stuff like that. So you pick a charity, we'll pick a day, and uh, we'll, we'll, invite, we'll invite listeners, you know, on, on that side, on this side, and 
By the way, uh, you know, I, I don't. If you're not riding a Harley, that's okay with yeah, me. No. Life on two wheels, whether it's Harley or not, is the best life out there. It is the greatest thing of all, man. It's, it's wonderful, and we'll accept a few cages too if people we, want to join in. Well, okay, a cool cage. Uh, you know, yeah, why not? It's a cool yeah. cage. If you, yeah. By the way, folks, caging it means you're on four wheels. <laughs> okay, <right>. yeah. <laughs> I do need to explain that every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, every once in a while, you got to explain. Well, look, the, the, these doors are always open, so anytime you want to come on through here and say hello, man, this, this is. Well, uh, Trey, Open fa- this is a family environment. You're going to love Elaine. You're going to love Chris. You're going to love Don and everybody else around well, here. About a week ago, I wasn't too happy with Elaine because she burned a couple of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and the alarms were going off, and it's kind of hard to do live radio when you got the bang, bang, We made bang. fun of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's our alarm test. She does that twice oh, a year. Oh, okay. She tests right. the alarms twice a year. Just to, make, to sure make sure the alarm system is working. <laughs> that's exactly right. Man, you got a bunch of geniuses around you, sir. They're the best, man. That's why we've been doing this together for, I don't know how long, 30 years, wow. 30 years, 30 years, a long time. A long time. long time. Have a good show today. Thank you, man. I appreciate and it. And we'll see you very, very soon. Hey, uh, you know, doors open over there, you know. I'll come down and say hi. Speak yourself a little Tejano and spend a little Emilio we'll, we'll or a little, little oh, Joe, whatever. Come on we'll, now. We'll come say hi. Hey, man, thank, thank you. you, Johnny. Have a great morning. 95.7 is where you find Johnny Ramirez. Tejano, San Antonio is on the air. you got to go down and check it out. All right, quick break. Traffic and AccuWeather. A morning news with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. It would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross. We'd make that decision at the time. Curtis Mayfield. 1972 on Funky Friday. Superfly. It's 5.53. Do you support the idea of receiving your money back from the government because that's what it would be is your money back from the government the government takes your money and uh, they, they launder it and they skim off the top to pay all the bureaucrats would you support them sending it back to you for gasoline saying oh yeah this is your gas support we're going to support you now the government is going to support you and we're going to send you your money back so that you can pay your gas bill that we created in the first place. I was looking at some facts and some figures just a little while ago from a Fox News poll that came out. It says that American voters think President Biden is making things worse. An overwhelming majority says rising gas prices are a problem for their family. Over half of voters think inflation is not at all under control and views on the economy remain decidedly negative. Two-thirds have had to cut back on spending to make ends meet as a growing number say they are falling behind financially. More than twice as many think that the Biden administration has made the economy worse rather than better. Two-thirds disapprove of how Biden is handling inflation, including a sizable minority of uh, Democrats. And here is the note I made to myself after those bullet points. A year ago, we were talking about directly the opposite. They're funny, not in a ha ha way, but a year ago, an overwhelming majority said that gas prices are fine. What a problem! You were at a, you were paying on average a buck sixty across America a year ago. 
There was no inflation. A year ago, inflation was right around 2%, close to it. Not a problem. We all handled it, the uh, food prices. We were spending money. We weren't cutting back. We weren't looking for places to cut money. We were spending money. We were talking about how the economy was getting better. Remember how blacks and Hispanics were making more higher wages than they ever had in the history of the country? A year ago was directly opposite of the way it is now. And that was pandemic times. Pretty good stuff during pandemic times, in fact. Prior to the pandemic in 2019, it was the roaring times, man. It was party time. Why? Because we had a president. That's the only difference. We had a president that believed in America first and was repatriating money, was repatriating jobs back into America. Remember all that? All those jobs that have been sent overseas to China and other places, they were coming back. We were bringing it back. We were starting to make stuff in America again. Of course it was going to take a long time. It took a long time for the Democrats to destroy it and send it over to China and Taiwan and everywhere else. But Donald Trump had that in the works. And energy costs were low. And when energy costs are low, everything else is better. Why? Well, as I've explained, food costs are higher because the tractor is is using the same amount of fuel but the fuel is costing more so when farmer brown is out there pulling up the beans it's costing him two to three times more than it was a year ago so the democrats destroyed all that joe biden destroyed all that with his energy policies here because i gotta have you on solar panels solar panels so now what we're gonna do is they are going to put a 50% tax on the oil companies. They call it windfall profit. 50% tax and send you a check to pay for your gas bill. Are you stupid enough to to think that that's not your money? Because <laughs> if you are, <laughs> we, we need to have a talk. <laughs> I'll explain right after the top of the hour news, and we'll open up the phones to take your calls. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTSA. Kicking their asses, literally. Gotta have it. Come on. Friday. Red Funky Friday. And you just heard Don tell you that it's an ozone action alert day. Run for the hills! Stay inside! We're all gonna die! Ah! <laughs> uh, you know, ozone action alert days are just grooming people for the next lockdowns, which are environmental lockdowns. That's all it is. It's just grooming you, man. You can't breathe when you go out there! <laughs> Says your government. So stay inside. Don't drive your car. Take the bus. They're full of crap. Good morning to you. It is Friday. The government now is banding about this idea of raising taxes by 50% on oil companies so they can send you a check, you know, a debit card or whatever, to buy gasoline. Now, they created the problem in the first place. They blamed Putin first, and that didn't gain any traction. Now they're blaming the oil companies. 
so that they can tax the oil companies more and send you money, they say. Let's talk about that for a second. Do you want Uncle Sugar, your sugar daddy, taking care of you and sending you a check? I just prefer they not take it from me in the first damn place. How's that sound? Huh? Just don't take it from me in the first place. Because all they do, they're a money, money, D.C. is a money laundering crime syndicate, is what D.C. is. They take your money by force, kind of like, you know, you see the big crime syndicate movies, you know, from New York. And if you don't do this with the protection money, we're going to come in here and break your legs. That's exactly what D.C. is. They take your money. They're the largest employer. They take it before you even get your hands on it. I've said forever, forever. I've said you ought to have to write a check to pay your taxes every week or two weeks or however long. Whenever you get paid, you have to sit down and write a check and pay your taxes by writing a check instead of them stealing it from you before you ever get it. So now we're going to send you some back. Uncle Sugar here going to take care of you. All you got to do is you just remember Uncle Sugar, the Democrats, when November rolls around. What do you got to say about that? 210-599-5555. By the way, the 50% hike on the oil companies, whose pocket you think that's going to come out of? Just checking with you. An overwhelming majority of people right now say rising gas prices are a problem for their family. Over half of the voters think inf- uh, inflation is not at all under control. Two-thirds are cutting back on all kinds of expenditures so that they can food electricity what am i going to buy today food or electricity more than twice as many think the Biden administration made the economy worse two-thirds disapprove of how biden is handling inflation including a sizable majority or minority of democrats what do you think a year ago this wasn't a problem a year ago even think back to 2019 right before the pandemic hit and this guy named trump was in office and man he had mean tweets so we got to get rid of him because those tweets those tweets are awful and here we sit, and everything is flipped upside down from where it was in 2019 pre-pandemic, isn't it? Even pandemic. I took a picture of the pump. I gassed up on inauguration day, buck 57. Buck 57. So do you think that uh, it would be a good thing if the government sent you some, uh, some money to pay for your gases? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey James, happy Friday to you, man. Hello, James. Tax, the gas tax obviously just a scam because if 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 the gas companies get charged more taxes or whatever, they're going to pass it on to the consumer. Right. And then, then you get the other dip is that is next year when tax season comes around, the government's going to tally up all the money they return right and, and get you again. So actually. Keep their damn gas thing and uh, leave us a hell alone. Just lower the rates. That's all they got to do is start drilling again. James, take all the crap. You know what they got to do? You know how to fix this? We can, you and I can fix it. All you got to do is you got to just turn everything back and get rid of everything that Joe Biden put in place. Joe Biden raised the pump prices. <laughs> Those little stickers that people are putting on the pump saying, I did that. They're absolutely right. It was not Vladimir Putin. It was not the gas companies. Joe Biden's policies raised your gas prices, and now they want to come in and say, we're going we're gonna to help you out. We're going to send you some money. Just remember us in November. 
I don't want them uh, to send me any money. In fact, I want them to stop taking money from me. I want them to open up drilling again. I want them to quit slandering people who are investing in oil and gas so that people can't invest in oil. I want them to stop penalizing people for investing in oil and gas. I want there to be more exploration of oil and gas all over the place. I want it done. And you start doing that and you're back down to a dollar twenty-five, between a dollar twenty-five and a dollar fifty a gallon over freaking night, baby. Overnight. But see, you've heard me talk about the Great Reset. Folks, please study the Great Reset. All this is when we talk about an ozone action day, it's grooming you for environmental lockdowns. Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. This other stuff where they want to send you money to pay for your gasoline bill, all it's doing is grooming you to look to the government for your sustenance. We are your sustenance. We are your provider. Look to us to be your provider. It's the greatest economic shift. It's called the Great Reset of all time. And that's what's going on in Ukraine. That's what's going on in NATO right now. That's what Joe Biden is doing over there right now. It's all Great Reset. And the Great Reset means this. You will own nothing. And you'll love it. That's what they say. Those are their words, not mine. By 2030, you will own nothing and you will love it. You won't own your house because they're going to get you out of your house. You won't have money because it's going to be digital money that they will program to be able to force that digital currency wherever they want it to go, not where you want it to go. I know it sounds weird, wacko, conspiratorial, but you study it and you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll, you'll, everything else that's going on in the world will start to make sense when you study the Great Reset what these guys are doing terry good morning to you happy friday hey happy friday to you trey hope you enjoy your days off this week thank you sir hey um i think we could put a harris in charge of that and uh <laughs> we know it'd be screwed up even more but but uh you know i mean a friend in needs a friend in need, <laughs> but you know i, I don't need no, i don't need nothing from the government all they need them to do is treat us like we're human beings and respect the fact that we are not better off today than we were when Trump was in office. I'm not. No. You're not. No. And uh, the whole the whole world is not better off because Trump was not reelected. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it so much. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Speaking about that, uh, Donald Trump is suing Hillary Clinton and dozens of others in the Russian collusion conspiracy. The American people should sue these people as well. Why? To recover all the millions of dollars that had to be spent on all those investigations. And the investigations, whether it was Mueller or any of the other investigations, have proven that there was no Russian collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. It's been proven. Hillary Clinton did it. James Comey did it. They ought to be in jail. The Democrat National Committee, half of them ought to be in jail. Dozens of others engaging in an organized plot to spread malicious and false information about Donald Trump. They falsified evidence. If you did that, you'd be rotting in an orange suit right now. Deceiving law enforcement. If you lied to law enforcement, if you were James Comey lying like James Comey was lying, you would be in jail. Exploiting access to highly sensitive data sources. In other words, spying on the other guys, you would be in jail. But because they're Hillary, because it's James Comey, because it's James Clapper, because it's all these other guys, John Brennan and others, they get a pass. And we spent how much money on Robert Mueller? 
Oh, I think it was like almost $100 million, close to $100 million. $100 million. He hired all those Democrat attorneys. And so not only should Donald Trump sue, but the American people should sue for all those millions of dollars back from those people who knew it was a hoax. It was a hoax from the very beginning. And as far as I'm concerned, they robbed the American people. They robbed them. Hillary is guilty. Hillary and, and Comey and all those people who are involved in that, and that conspiracy. And all, oh, yeah, it's a conspiracy. All the people who are involved in that, they're all guilty of robbery. They robbed the American people. You and me taking hundreds of millions of dollars out of our back pockets to hire Democrat attorneys to investigate something that never happened. And they knew it never happened. They made it up. Hey, Mark, fire away. Happy Friday, man. Hey, Trey. Trey, I'm very, very angry. Uh, there's illegals being released in the streets of, of my hometown, Uvalde, Carrizo Springs, Del Rio, Eagle Pass. Raul Ortiz, the U.S. Border Patrol chief, he's complacent. He's aiding Alejandro Mayorkas and carrying out his agenda. Tony Gonzalez, my district rep, is just as guilty. He's done nothing, nothing for our district in terms of securing our border and protecting our streets. There's, there's uh, police chases, cars ending up in people's yards in Carrizo Springs. It's terrible. We've lost our state. We've lost our state to these socialists. Y'all better go out and vote. Uh, Mark. Y'all better go out and vote these Democrats. Mark, I, 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 man, hang on, Mark. Don't go anywhere because I want to talk to you about this because I, I went through this uh, in the last hour. You're a million percent correct. Um, and if you think 200,000 coming across per month is bad, it's soon to be 200,000 a week, probably a million a month very soon. When the food crisis hits this summer and this fall and you've got hungry people from Africa and the Middle East, South America and Central America coming to our borders. But listen to this, Mark. Listen to what Joe Biden did this week and when i say joe biden i mean the biden administration they hollered at the border patrol toward the told the border patrol to take the agents off of the border and put them in the offices to push pencils and do the paperwork as processors there's no more border security it doesn't exist anymore the border patrol agents that we spent billions of dollars training and equipping they are now glorified pencil pushers because they're processing people who are coming into the country. That's their job. And you know how we found out about it? This week we had a whole bunch of people come across the border and they were looking for the agents because when they come here now they, they willfully turn themselves in so that they get the free stuff that Biden is giving them and they were looking for officers to turn themselves into and there were no officers to turn themselves into. They were like, hey, where is so I want to I turn myself in. Well, they're in offices now as processors and they're down at the center changing diapers on babies who came across the border this is also happening what you're talking about with vehicles in the in the in the uh, uh, yards and, and and police chases and everything the police can't keep up with it now and you've got people now that the border patrol agents are not out there uh, saving people coming across the river you got more people dying in the river had 10 die this week who drown who our agents have been plucking out of the water our agents aren't there anymore so they're not there to pull the people out of the water you got people drowning every day in the river it's joe biden's administration who did this exactly and our, you know our mayor and our, our city council they, they can't do anything they're saying it's federal you know there's their hands are tied and they literally are tied they, they can't do anything about it yeah so we're screwed. We are absolutely screwed. And 
Everybody needs to go out and vote. Get these darn socialist Democrats out of office. You got to. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate your your uh, passion about that. If you want to talk about that, folks, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Borders wide open, folks. The agents have been taken off of patrol duty. They're put on desk jobs. They're changing diapers. That's their duty now. The border is wide open. You've never seen, and, and by the way, again, Great Reset, one of the tenets of the Great Reset is migration into America, forcing migration. So George Soros and his groups are going to be causing violence and craziness like they did with BLM up here. They're going to be doing that all over the world. And between that and the food crisis, all those people to escape the, the violence and the, and the lack of food are going to be coming right here. Just hold on. You think 200000 a month is bad, and we don't have anybody down there. Now, I've said this over and over again. I've been saying it for years. I'll say it again. This state, this sovereign state that we are standing on, this ground that we are on right now in the state of Texas, should say to the federal government, we're exercising our Tenth Amendment rights according to the Constitution of the United States of America. So we will seal our own border with our military, the Texas military. We will seal our own border. We will drill on our own ground for our own oil, and we will sell our own oil to ourselves here in the state of Texas first. And whatever's left over, we will export to other states or other countries. This is our First Amendment right and duty to our own, our Tenth Amendment right and duty to our own citizens of the great state of Texas. I, as governor, will take care of our citizens first, and I do not relegate that authority to the federal government at all. The Tenth Amendment to the Constitution, read it. We should exercise it, and we should do it now. All right, pretty fired up for a Friday. I want to talk about the poo. You guys got me talking about all this other stuff. I want to talk about going in a swimming pool. But no, you got to talk about the border. Somebody has to do it. I guess. (laughs) (sighs) I'll relax. At some point. Well, you're the one who did the story about how great coffee is for you. Apparently you've had too much. (laughs) You need to cut back a little bit there, pal. (laughs) I mean, I'm not one to... Believe me, I would never tell anybody how to live their life. But you... Take it down. A little too much caffeine from where this morning? I think so. I just get passionate about this stuff, man. I get it all out of my system now because I can't take it home with me. Yeah. Not allowed to. So it's it's, I'm getting it all out. And for those of you who wonder if Trey is like this all the time... Yes. <laughs> it is who he I is am, like baby. this all the time. I am me. I don't change for this. <laughs> all right. Back in a minute. I got to tell you about Arsadi Dental. Take care of your teeth. They'll take care of you. They really will. I mean, you know, if you take care of them, and one of the ways you take care of them is by seeing our friends over at Arsadi Dental. The Arsadi family, man, are wonderful, wonderful folks at Arsadi Dental. They know what they're doing. Lou and Debbie started Orsati Dental uh, about 40 years ago, and now four great dentists, including Matt Orsati, are there to take care of all of your dental needs. Everything from regular dental procedures to cosmetic procedures. Now, you you know, summer's coming up. You've got to be smiling in the pool or at the coast or whatever, and you want a big, bold, beautiful smile. Well, Invisalign can straighten your teeth. Implants can replace missing or broken teeth, and you're going to love the love and attention to detail. That you get from Orsadi Dental at 210-479-8989. Fantastic weekend. Lots of sunshine in the mid to upper 80s all weekend. in Ju- Queen of Soul. And today happens to be Aretha's birthday. Yeah. Let it 
What do you think? That's one of her best. It has awesome. Love that. Did she do that at Muscle Shoals? I don't think so. No? No. I think I know Donnie Hathaway is helping her out with You some, know he is. Yeah, he's on the organ on this one. But oh, oh, so that's Hathaway, not Preston. Yeah, Billy Hathaway. Uh, Donnie yeah. Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway, not, not Billy Preston. Well, right. cool, man. That's... That's solid soul right there. It doesn't get any funkier or something more soulful than the... Love it. I mean, you know, it's, it's Aretha. Yeah, that's true. When I said Muscle Schultz, that, that's that great recording studio down south. It's mentioned in the Leonard Skinner great hit, Sweet Home, Alabama, mm-hmm. because they got the swampers down there. Right. And uh, a, Have you seen the documentary about that yet? The, about Muscle Shoals and I've seen a couple of doc. Which one are you talking? Because I have seen a couple of documentaries. There's a, there's a documentary. It's I, I don't off the top of my. I believe it's called uh, Muscle Shoals. Is it? And um, it's about how the music industry really focused on that vicinity for the better part of 15 years. Oh, and yeah. they still do. Record they still do. Things, yeah. So. But for a while, all those Wilson Pickett records were recorded there, and Aretha spent some time there. Sure and, did. You know, and of course, Leonard Skinner and well, exactly. a lot, a lot of Bob Seger recorded some stuff there. <laughs> yes. Rolling Stones recorded well, a couple of songs. Well, it had a the, the studio itself had a sound that they really liked, yeah. but they did love that group of musicians that were there too. Yeah, you know, like you were just mentioning Hathaway, he he played there. Billy Preston played there. You said the Rolling Stones went through there. All those guys, and um, it, and it got a mention uh, when Ronnie was writing "Sweet Home Alabama." Yeah. I mean, he had to put it in there. Yeah. That, well, that's what they went to record the first album. The very first one. Originally. And sure. And then uh, there was, I, I don't remember what happened, but they ended up re-recording most of it up in uh, Georgia. And, uh, Did they go to Georgia? I thought they went. No, you're right. They went yeah. to Georgia for that. They that's right. To, yeah, went up to Doraville to yep. record the album there. That's right. Yeah. Well, why would I say, did they go there? Why would I even question you? <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong with my brain. I'm yeah. questioning you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's but right. Uh, later on, they released those uh, Muscle Shoals tapes. It was Skinner's First and Last was the name of the, that's right. the album. Yeah. You got to, you know, folks, it's it's kind of interesting to follow some of this stuff along because the stuff, the, the music that you grew up with, the music that you loved and you love listening to on the radio, this is kind of the roots of all that stuff and yeah. where it all came. And, and you start to dig in and it gets real interesting because you find out that some of the people that you love jamming to, they were backup musicians for somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? yeah. well, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, a Texas icon, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's dance. China Girl. First time I ever heard him play. That was, was on Let's Dance, right? Album, right. But, and Bowie just said, go, go, just do whatever you do. I mean, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to try to write it for you. Yeah. Just sit down and play. And that, right. That's Stevie and Let's Dance. And China Girl, too. Yeah, China Girl. He did all that. Great album. Stuff on that record. Great right. album. I, you know, it's funny because at the time, I, I kind of knew who all the session players were. Because I would read the album, the liner notes yeah. and all the And it was usually Steve Lukather, you know, those types of guys. Right. And, yeah. and so the David Bowie song, Let's Dance, comes out. We had it on, the, we're listening to it on the radio one day. I'm like, who the hell is playing that guitar? <laughs> yeah, well, but now you can tell, right? Yeah. You put it together yeah, and you go. It's just, it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but yeah. it was just filthy. You know, yeah. I, loved, <laughs> no, that's I, a good way. I loved it. We called know. it down and dirty. Yeah, it had all kinds of stank on it, you know, <laughs> and I right. couldn't wait there. So we went out and bought the cassette just to find out who was playing the guitar. I'm glad you said stank, because yeah. Stevie had the best stank face of all. Oh. When yeah. he would bend the, the low E string yeah. and he got right. his stank face on. Yep. That was the best stank he, face he, of all. He meant business. Yes, he did. It, it, it stank good when <laughs> he did that. That's right. Uh, speaking of that, we're going to talk about the stink that came out of D.C. this week with Miss Jackson. We'll talk. Judge with misleading and downright false accusations. Oh. But once again, the judge remained poised, thoughtful, and strong 
in her answers. <laughs> no, she didn't. I, I'm going to talk about it. I'll get into that in a minute. But first, two quick things. Donnie Hathaway, you mentioned with Aretha Franklin, where is right. the love, Roberta yeah. Flack? So, Midnight Trade of Georgia. Glad it's that too. Yeah. There's some good stuff coming out of that area. Um, okay, so how many kids now are going to drive through toy, uh, d- tornadoes? <laughs> Try to get a new truck? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! And they got to film it, yep. right? Right. And it's got to be all over so- the social medias. Now, if you didn't see this, my, my friend Clay Meyer, Augie's son, he sent this to me s- several days ago, and it's a video of this kid you're talking about driving his Chevy right. through a tornado, and the truck lived. He drove on two wheels for a while, you know. Yeah. Made it through the tornado, and he's getting yeah. a new truck. He was He's an 11th grade student at a high school. 11th grade. And he was he, leaving a job interview. He was leaving a job interview going home. <laughs> he knew that, you know, he knew the weather was bad, but, you know, he probably, like most kids, he probably wasn't paying attention. No, got to get home. Just, just got to get home, you know, and, and he ended up, <laughs> thank God he wasn't hurt. Right, that's, but, that's why we can laugh. I can't help but laugh about it because... The tornado knocks the truck over, slides it down the street on its side a little bit. Then it up, it's upright again on yes. all four. And he kept Can't, on. Keeps going. <laughs> he looked like one of those thrill show drivers. I know. You know, like he ought to be a stuntman. He'd probably get an offer for a stuntman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, d- d- stunt director for the next Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> something, or something like that. But I have started calling me Tornado Boy. Yeah, they call him Tornado right? Boy. I have expected him to roll down the window with his arm hanging out. You know, <laughs> maybe a little gangstaline going on. You know what though? What's cool <laughs> is that he gets a new truck out of it. Have you looked at truck prices lately? Right. Lord have mercy. Those things are about sixty grand. It's crazy. That boy's got himself a college education right there. Turn around, and sell it. Right. Pay for college. You know. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. Hey, but yeah, well, they are. They're Said, "Hey, man! Next time that storm comes, I, I, I'll do the camera. You do the driving. Okay, let's go." And then be all over social media. Right. Good but, free you know, truck. The good news is he wasn't he wasn't filming it. He wasn't ta- he wasn't recording it. Yeah, on no, his somebody phone. else. Somebody else caught it all on video. Yeah, but, so but yeah, complete man is awesome. Glad he's okay and good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Gets the truck out of the deal. Hey, why not? And, and any excuse you can play Bob Seger on a radio, I'm good with that too. <laughs> well, it's still early. We'll do it again. That's exactly right. <laughs> all morning long. Okay, so let me talk about Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, and then I'm done with her because she's going to be on the court. I said that from the very beginning. There's no way she's not going to be on the court. Mansion and cinema are going to fold like wet dish rags. Why? Because they want to avoid being primaried, and they're this close to being primaried anyway. So they're going to fold, and they're going to vote for her. But I said it from the beginning. She has, and she admitted she does not have a judicial philosophy. She has a methodology. There is a major difference, and we're not going to get all weedy on what the difference is, but let me just explain it this way. Instead of having a judicial philosophy, which is a guiding principle based on the Constitution, which she cannot have because she doesn't believe the Constitution. In fact, she believes the Constitution is needs to be overturned and overthrown. Why do I know that? Because she believes CRT. She believes the 1619 Project. And when you believe CRT and the 1619 Project, you believe that the Constitution is not a viable guiding principle for the United States and that it needs to be overthrown. That's what the Constitution teaches. Or, or that's what the CRT and 1619 teaches. And she backs both of those. So she is not an originalist. She's not a strict constitutionalist. She is a radical leftist being put on the court in order to do this for her bosses to litigate through her. I've been saying it all week. 
She does not have a judicial philosophy. She has a methodology. Her methodology comes from the prevailing progressive talking points and not the law. That is what methodology is. Let me make it even simpler for you. Let me help you to understand where her methodology comes from. She watches The View. She watches Joy Reid. And whatever they're talking about on MSNBC or CNN or The View, that's her guiding judicial philosophy. Common judicial philosophy is not a fast food menu of choices. Supreme Court justices are supposed to bring an intellectual and philosophical framework that they are to work from, i.e., look again, Clarence Thomas and his stellar career. There should be coherence. There should be consistency and judicial analysis that's done frequently. She has none of that. All of that comes from Joy Reid and The View. She cannot articulate a judicial philosophy. She refused to do that. Wilkinson said she doesn't have one. She also illustrated her willingness to bow to radical ideology on the left in the exchange with Marsha Blackburn about, well, how do you describe a woman? She wouldn't do it. Let me ask you a question about how to, you know, can you define a woman? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her historic career, founded on the struggle for women's rights under the law. Would she have recognized a radically changed landscape where a Supreme Court justice undermines the very concept of womanhood itself? No, you know the answer to that. She claimed not to be familiar with critical race theory, but she has spoken favorably of critical race theory in speeches. She sits on the board of a progressive elite school in D.C. where they teach CRT and the 1619 Project to students. No, folks, she does not have... A, a judicial philosophy that's a guiding principle. She has a methodology. Her methodology is what does Joy Reid say? What does Joy Behar say? What does Whoopi Goldberg say? And that's how I rule. What do my bosses say? The people who own me, the people who are putting me, you know, that, that put me here, that are putting me in this position. What are they saying? We're talking about the most radical pro-court packing fringe groups badly wanted her on there because they want to pack the court. I'll give you a name. Demand Justice. They're a dark money group. They led efforts to get Justice Stephen Breyer to retire after he spoke out against packing the court. He folded to them. Demand Justice, the former deputy chief counsel, is a woman by the name of Paige Herwig. She's now in charge of Joe Biden's judicial nomination process. So demand justice wants to pack the court they went to Stephen Breyer when he said we're not going to do that they pressured him until he stepped down and they went and found this woman she checked all the boxes she's a black female she doesn't have a judicial philosophy oh good so we can rule through her because she is not a thinker she's not what do the bosses tell me? How do they tell me to rule? Pack the court? Yes, I vote for it. For abortion at any time, even after the baby's born? Yes, I vote for that. Critical race theory? Absolutely, I vote for that. She is not a thinker. Not a thinker. If you spent more than five minutes studying her, you would know that. If you spent more than five minutes studying the people who put her in place, you would know that. If you watched her this week, you would know that. She's not. She has a methodology, not a philosophy. There's a major difference. And the methodology is 
whatever they're saying in the radical media and whatever uh, the bosses over here are telling me to do, that's exactly what I'm going to do. She's the Joe Biden of the Supreme Court. Gave out all kinds of light sentences. Because why? Because there are bosses in that movement as well. Got to hand out light sentences. Cut the sentence of a fentanyl trafficker while Americans are dying from fentanyl left and right. She cut the sentence of another guy, and what did he do? Three days after getting out from a three-month sentence for child porn, child porn, he got three months. Guess what he did? Guess what he was doing three days after he got out? He was back online searching for more child porn and downloading it. And she was the one who put him in jail for three months when he was supposed to go away for like 20 years. This is what happens when you don't have guiding principles. This is what happens when you don't have a judicial philosophy. This is what happens when you're not a thinker. This is what happens when you work your way up through the chain based on your skin color, based on your gender, based on affirmative action to put yourself in the position that she's in right now, like Joe Biden did again. She is the Joe Biden of the Supreme Court. For 50 years, Joe Biden wanted to be on the Supreme Court. All of her life, she our, our uh, president, all of her life, she wanted to be on the Supreme Court. So she'll do whatever anybody tells her who can help her get to that position. But it's all the radical whack job lefties that you see on TV that inform her jurisprudence. It's not the Constitution. All right, quick break. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about Primo Processing. Where, number one, I talk about their processing capabilities and how awesome they are as a meat processing company, okay? So whatever it is that you need processed, if you've got deer that you need processed, if you've got cattle you need processed, if you've got hogs you need processed, Primo Processing is your place at primo-processing.com. But if you don't have any of the above, maybe you're just looking for outstanding meats. You know, they got great USDA meats and wonderful customer service. I, I, I placed an order quite some time ago, and I told them to hang on until I'm able to, you know, uh, accommodate that order. And they did, and they hollered at me yesterday. It's ready to go, whatever you are. Boxed up, ready, got my, got my name on it. I mean, it's just really friendly, great customer service. If you're looking for meats of any kind, to fulfill your meat's needs, all of your meat needs, Primo Processing can do it all for you there in Hondo, right there on Highway 90, and on the phone at 83... Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. That's not what I said. You don't know what you said. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I have no idea what I said. Hey, listen, uh, 210-599-5555. Can you do me a favor? Um, Julie Rose there and the others that you hear... They're just listeners like you. Now, every once in a while, like yesterday, Chris had uh, called up Ted Cruz, got Ted Cruz to do it. And every once in a while, we get people like that. And um, we would love to have you say the pledge. And it's a passion of mine. Every day that I've been doing a radio show, coming up on 40-some-odd, seven years, 48 years, however long it's been going on, I have been playing the National Anthem. And we start every show with the National Anthem, but also the Pledge of Allegiance. And there have been several stories out this week where you've got these um, 
various like uh, city councils and whatever across the country, state ledges and stuff, where they're canceling the Pledge of Allegiance because, well, it's not inclusive, see? The pledge is not inclusive. The pledge is is uh, is a horrible thing to do because it's white supremacy. Um, you know, it's a it's a racist thing to say that you're pledging your allegiance to this flag of this country because you know it's in vogue to hate this country as much as you can. So they're actually literally canceling the pledge of allegiance. And 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 in one place in Wisconsin, there was a story out this week. Not only are they canceling the pledge of allegiance before they have their city council meetings. But they're also uh, can't even say the word prayer, much less say a prayer. I mean, I guess you can come in and ohm for, you know, three minutes, ohm, and that would be fine. You know, I guess you could do that kind of stuff and they, oh, that's not controversial at all. But don't you dare say Jesus around here. Woo. Well, that doesn't bother Jesus at all. He, you know, he said, world hated me, it's going to hate you. So, you know, just get ready for it. But my point is, I'm going to keep the flame of liberty flying and, and glowing as long as I can do it. And one of the ways that we do it is by having you call us up, record the Pledge of Allegiance. So there's no pressure. You're, it's not like you're on live and you screw it up. And No. If you screw it up, we just do it again. <laughs> Chris just coaches you and says, even if you don't know the words, all of them together, you know, Chris will help you through it. He does it all the time. So, okay, so uh, 210-599-5555. we got a few minutes here if you want to say the pledge. The other thing is if you want to uh, record it, and get a group together. I love when people get kiddos together or folks at work together and they record it, and then you can email it to me, Trey at KTSA, Trey at KTSA. I hope that's easy to remember, Trey at KTSA.com, and you can send me the Pledge of Allegiance, and then Chris and I will put it on the radio. So love it, appreciate it. Thank you very much for uh, for jumping in and, and helping with that. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend all weekend, man. There's going to be sunshine all weekend. Temperatures are going to be in the mid to upper 80s all weekend. If you're going to Coda for the race up in Austin or just going to hang out with the family somewhere and enjoy yourself, it's going to be a perfect weekend to get out and uh, and enjoy all that stuff. Um, okay, so Ware and Reimer are coming up. we got a list of stuff to talk about. The president yesterday basically gave the pretext for the United States to jump into war yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Of course, we'll have to get into some of that. The, the Biden did back me up. I've been talking about food shortages. Been talking about that for a long time. We'll talk about that. It's an ozone action day, which is not really about your health. We'll explain that coming up. And the Democrats want to send you money to pay for your gas bill. We'll talk about that as well with Warren Rama and more coming up.